You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Tuesday here on the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG, local sports on your radio or your favorite listening device. For the next couple of hours, Trent Connor and myself with you every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Then Jimmy B and TC back for your afternoon drive, for your evening commute from 4 until 6 as they get you home. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk Big 12 and college football in particular. Tim Griffith, diehards.com. It's the Big 12 equivalent of Landa 10. Uh, Tim's kind of heading up the uh, Big 12 coverage based out of Atlanta, so Tim will chime on in here as the... uh, uh, on the eve, no, it's the, well, on the day of the week three of the college football playoff rankings, we'll get Tim thoughts on that. Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, he's a regular contributor to uh, to the program. He'll chime in, talk some NFL football with him. Boy, the primetime games this week, both absolute dud stinkers. Patriots forty one sixteen, the Panthers over the fish last night forty five to twenty one. No drama. In either one of those games, if you bet those games, you knew you were going to cover. Well, if you had the winner, if you had the Broncos or the Dolphins, you know you had no shot early and you could turn the TV off because there's no way in hell your team is coming back. Uh, HawkeyeNation.com's John Miller will be here at 120. We'll do football and hoops with John. And then the Hot Stove League is underway. The owners' meetings are underway in Florida. It's uh, one of the times in the offseason, at least in MLB, that I've always enjoyed. Hope you will as well. We're going to talk some baseball. In the middle of November at 140 with the Bleacher Report's lead baseball columnist, Scott Miller. So a heavy Miller hour. It truly will be Miller time in the 1 o'clock. Ken Miller, we'll talk to John Miller and to Scott Miller. Trent Condon will be here as well as he always is. Great to see you. Just How hanging around. You? Good. To be, I'm glad you're hanging around. You I wish I was around. a Miller from time to time. That's Do a you? good, solid name. It's a good, solid it's name. It's a good, solid name. Yes, it is. Condon, on the other hand. Growing up, I got a so what a couple nationality of is Condon? Irish. Irish. Okay. Are I, you sure? Because you see those commercials, <laughs> right, ancestry. Right. The guy wearing the lederhosen, and <laughs> all of a sudden he ends up he's Irish. You know, so, but you're sure of this? Yes. Or? Yes. Uh, my grandpa, in fact, went back to Ireland and uh, went back and met some relatives. The Condons of the Condon clan the from clan. way back in the day. So, yeah, yeah, uh, an Irish name. I'm half German, quarter Irish. Quarter Norwegian. Gotcha. This is who I am. Gotcha. Well, I'm, not, I'm not a mutt like a lot of people, at no, least as far as I know, but, but you mentioned those things. You know what I'm tempted to do? In I fact, uh, my wife actually, uh, she brought it up to me over the weekend, which surprised me. Um, but anyways, yeah, you might. Uh, let's delve into sports, shall we? Okay. I, should we have, should, I mean, I know some clone fans are hoping we'll uh, start with NFL. I get it. <laughs> sure. Um it's going to be a long Garrett Hilton, Trent. It, it, you could you could see this coming. I know the optimism in that fan base uh, that permeates through that fan base, and uh, they're like none other. And, and I credit them. I'm not criticizing one bit. Um, they still holding. Some of them are starting to jump off the bandwagon a little bit. It's it's a teardown. It's a rebuild. Look, I I say the same. And it comes off at a criticism, and I get that. When I talk about prior to the Iowa football season. I don't think they're going to be very good because when Matt Vandenberg is your go-to guy, and it sounds like a criticism of Vandenberg, and it kind of is, but it's more of a realistic that he's just not talented enough to be the number one guy. And I know that it comes off wrong, 
And what I'm about to say about Donovan Jackson kind of is the mm-hmm. Matt Vandenberg of, of Iowa State Hoops. When Donovan Jackson, when you're counting on him to be the guy, I mean, he's not going to be the guy on any other Big 12 team. Right. Um, and, and, it, and it's showing. And, yes, there's some youth there, and I know there's just a couple of players that aren't playing, and maybe when you insert them into the lineup, it's going to make a difference. But is it really? I honestly don't think it is. They look lost on the offensive uh, end of the floor. Uh, Prom last night made it very clear that he wants that this, t- that this team who – Reading between the lines doesn't sound like he thinks there's an identity and certainly doesn't look mm-hmm. like there is one. He wants their identity to be a hard-nosed, defensive-minded team, knowing that this team is going to struggle offensively. And and, and both times they've we've seen them, God, have they struggled offensively. Yeah, Nick Weiler-Babb, he's taken a step forward. I mean, he's... Well, he was better Friday than he was last night, yeah. I thought. And and he was all right last night, too. But I think he's he's been the guy that's taken a step up. Mm-hmm. Jackson struggled... Wigington, but do you freshman. remember what do you remember what Prom said about Wheeler Bab going into the year last year? That he's the most NBA, NBA ready player right? on that team, and didn't see it in the year. Though. Not last year, he couldn't shoot it a lick. Nope. Offensively, he was he struggled mightily out there at times. But good defensive player, good athleticism. He can develop a little bit of shot. It is going to be a long year, though, and, and longer than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. This loss, notwithstanding, I, I think just going back to Friday night and watching that game against Missouri, you saw a team without Michael Porter Jr., mm-hmm. and there was a big talent gap. That was a Missouri team that was awful last year. Yeah, absolutely. And they brought in a good recruiting class. It wasn't just sure. Porter Jr. It was also mm-hmm. his brother, who mm-hmm. is 17 years old out right. there, right. which is ridiculous. Speaking of that, how do all these kids just all of a sudden reclassify? Like right at the end yeah, of their high school career? Yeah, great point, right? I mean, we're seeing, we've seen that probably a handful of times. Yeah. And, and there was one this weekend that's going to reclassify to 2018, but still, a uh, great question. I, I don't know. Just I mean, all it's of a sudden, you're being exploited. I guess before your senior year. Oh, no, I'm done mm-hmm. with high school. Actually, it's funny you brought that up. Um, is this new? Kind of because pretty I'll, new. Yeah. Here's what I'll say, Trent. Um, doing this a long time, reclassifying kids <laughs> out of high school has never been, you know, across my radar at least very often. Right. It'd be once every few years you hear about something like that, but that'd be it. Yeah. And here it is, and now it's becoming prevalent. It is. Yeah. Where guys? Well, how do you get to the? Is this the league? next? Is this the next grad transfer phase? Yeah. Maybe getting guys early. Well, look at a guy that Iowa State was recruiting heavily, Race Thompson from mm-hmm. up Minneapolis, yep. who was probably at the top of their wish list, at least very high up there. And looked like they were in good position. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, Indiana came a calling. Hoosiers, different kind of offer. And then he reclassifies. Right. And I saw something I didn't see. I haven't looked at the Indiana box score when they lost to Indiana State. Not only lost, Trent. They got blown out. They got blown out. I I had heard, though, late in the summer, early fall, however you want to category, uh, categorize it, it was that he was going to redshirt. Why would you reclassify and then redshirt? redshirt. doesn't make sense. No, not at all. But Yeah, it doesn't make that, sense. That aside, it's happening more and more, and it's not just you know some good kids that just happen to be smart. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr., Duke's got a couple, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. The, the next loophole that people are going to be looking to Hey, instead of talking to these juniors and getting them at the elite level, top 25 players, let's talk to the sophomores and freshmen. Hey, how about you finish school early, get here, play your year, and then your NBA clock starts up. You're one and done. You go from there. Mm. How good is tonight going to be college basketball-wise? <laughs> if you could only I mean, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. The, the, I, I like the Kansas-Kentucky matchup. Yeah. I, I do. But I love Duke-Michigan State. Yeah. Do you remember you go back to the first week of college football, Alabama, mm-hmm. Florida State, we're going to see this game again potentially, right? 
doesn't it feel like this thing we're about to watch tonight, we could see Michigan State Duke when it matters when they're down to, oh, a precious four, perhaps? Yes. Doesn't it feel like we could see this again when it's, you know, nut cutting time? Yeah, because Kentucky, though, they're ranked in the top five. We've seen their struggles already to this point. They look like a different Kentucky team. And it's Calipari. This is his youngest team, and that says a lot. Mm-hmm. He's had a lot of young teams over the last six years, but this is his youngest team, and it shows. I uh, I was watching some highlights, and they're just showing how much they struggle against ball screens. Well, when you have four 18-year-old kids out there on the floor against a team like Vermont, that'll be a 13 seed, and, well, because of what, how they play well, there, people know But a well-coached 13 yes. seed, yes. A bunch of juniors and seniors that know how to play basketball right. together, and these kids do not know how to stop a screen at and roll right point, now. Right. No, at this point, they'll get there. Yep. They seemingly always do, but they'll get there. But it's going to be growing kids. I think that's going to be blown. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas rolls. Yeah, and I'm not sure that this Kansas team is as good as uh, some of the Bill Self teams we've had over the last little while. I, I really am. I'm. Um, it, it's too bad Iowa State is down this year because like the, the, the incredible streak. I mean, look, Kansas will probably win again. Yeah. Right? But I'm not sure it's is 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 such a foregone conclusion that Kansas is going to be as dominant a player as they've been in the Big 12 over the last decade, 12, 13 years, whatever it is. See, I think Devontae Graham's just going to take up take over that Mason role, and he's going to be. He's talented enough to do year. so. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was really good last year. You know, they got Mahalik's back. Mm-hmm. I, I want to see. And you keep Vic. waiting for him. This could be his year. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's going to play as finally Bill Self last year realized and. Now you look at some of his past teams. Oh, playing small ball with this group will work pretty well. Finally figured that out last year. Imagine Wiggins as a college four. Though. I mean, he mm. had he had some terrible power forwards out there because he had to have a four and a five man yeah. out there together. Right. Wiggins as a four in college, as good as he was, mm. how much better he could. And now he's embracing that, and I, I think they can go to another level. I really think Kansas is going to be. So you, you're 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 higher on Kansas than I am at this yes. point. Okay. And and who's going to contend with him? Because I thought it was West Virginia, but I watched them Friday night. They got off to the good lead against Texas A&M. But Texas A&M was playing without their best big guy mm-hmm. and playing without another one of their top eight players, and then they fell apart. And West Virginia, I don't know if you put them up there. Is it TCU, Baylor? Mm, Who's contending Texas, with them? Texas, Young. Texas. I, uh, what was I watching? I watched a clip of them on, uh, on Big12Sports.com in the highlight package. Mo Bamba's a stud. Yes, he but is. But they got a transfer from Tulane, a Polish kid. Right. He looks just like a Texas. He's from California. This is where he played high school ball. He epitomizes what a Texas guy looks like. I, I figure he's got a big old dip of skull in his mouth <laughs> as he's out. You're going to love this guy. Big guy out there, a little bit goofy like at times. Like 6'9", 6'10", kid? Got, yeah, he's got long hair. He just he, he looks like a goon out there. You're going to get a kick out of this mm. guy. So next time you see the Longhorn. I will. Ready. I'll look for and, him. And that... I mean, it's we're not even a weekend, and I'm already changing my predictions and projections. Texas is going to be a lot better than I thought they were. I thought they were a tournament team. I think they're going to be a lot better than that. If there is a team to compete, maybe it is the Longhorns. Yeah, you know, it's um, and I know this is way down the road, but you, you, I'm, I'm starting to already feel bad for all the uh, the service workers uh, in the Power and Light District because this is this as you yeah. know you know very well how Iowa State fans they take over mm-hmm. and they spend money like it's going out of style. And this is this is going to be a different year for the tournament. It's going to be a different year for the Big Ten tournament. Get there early because there's no guarantee that they're going to. In fact, you probably bet against it right yeah. now. And here's the other thing I wanted to say because I was pretty. I shouldn't say I criticized Prom hard. I'm softening up in my old age, but now I know why I didn't play Drake. Yeah, you know, that 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 yes. criticism I had. That you play your team. You want to get your team better. You want a better grasp on your team play in a, a meaningless exhibition game. I get you don't want to take on Minnesota. They're going to be really good. But for God's sakes, 
Drake would get beat by a lot of rec teams for crying out loud. Um, but maybe maybe Drake has more. Somebody texted me that last night. That not, you know, maybe Drake does have more talent than Iowa State, and Prom was right to duck him. Reed Timmer and company out right. there. Yeah, I mean, and what a game. Probably a leg up for Drake, kind of. And they them don't a see each other in the Big Four, right? Right. It's this you year, and it's I. You and I. Watched a little bit of the Panthers last Did night. Did you? Yeah, Elkhorn State's just awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, that that uh, Pickford kid, the freshman from yep. Minneapolis, he's a real deal. Mm-hmm. He's really good. And McLeod, I heard, had a decent night yeah, last yeah, night, too, I, right? Last year, he struggled so much with the shot, and just as a point guard overall as a freshman, he's taken a big step forward. He's still more of a scoring guard. He's more in the vein of, you know, could Joe Hellebud try to kind of take over at times? Yeah. Now, if he can end up being at that level, you got a pretty good guy there. But... They'll be all right. Their non-conference is so difficult. They're getting ready for the battle for Atlantis. Good luck there, SMU, Arizona, Purdue. Mm. Yeah, Arizona's the only. The Arizona's the three. Um, <laughs> they got one, two, four, five. Yeah. In Chicago, no three, but Arizona's uh, heading out. And uh, also watched the Gophers last night in that game against Providence. Really good game. Now, where did you pick that game up on Big Ten F- Network? FS1. FS1. Yeah. And Never look over there for hoops for some you, reason. You got to get o- a lot yeah. of Big East hoops. Got to get over there. Watched. F- a lot of that. So game. you didn't see much Monday Night Football then? No, no. Hoops for me. Yeah. It, was... it was a tough matchup to watch. I did. Yeah. Um, just because I love football. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we're getting down into the single-digit number of those Monday Night games we've got left, and I don't want to miss any of them. But it was, it, was a, it was a terrible game. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey we had his couple of moments in the game last night. He's so fun. I saw Cam on a long run. I'd flipped over for that. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. That was impressive. I was happy that I at least got to see one good play because mm-hmm. every other time I flipped over, it was pure it was garbage. garbage game, yeah. and the, the the stadium was was empty. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, Tim Griffin coming up on the Big Twelve. Look forward to that. We will do some NFL with Frank Schwab. Uh, what else did I have to on the docket that I wanted to talk to you about when we opened up the show? I don't remember. Right it, was, it was a good talking point, I thought, too. I should write these damn things down. I know. Well, you got to text them to yourself. That's what I do. Do you? I text to myself. That's my notepad. And uh, yeah, ideas that pop into my head because right. I'm the same way. They disappear if I don't get them down somewhere. We'll come back. Tim Griffin, Big 12, diehards.com. Uh, that is the land attend equivalent of the Big 12. We'll pick Tim's brain on uh, Oklahoma, how far they'll go. Baker Mayfield seems like he is a slam dunk, at least. Remember when Shaq Barkley was? Oh, go ahead. Give him the trophy. Nobody's <laughs> going mean, to. I get that we have a, and not just we. The guys that do this and gals that do this for a living, they have a lot of hours to kill, mm-hmm. right? So you got to talk about something. But it's just how much it's funny to to look back. <laughs> Big tw- uh, Big Ten's not getting into the Final Four. What did I tell you last week? Slow down. No, I, no. I told you there's still a path for Ohio State. I was listening to Dan Wolkin this morning. Does he from think USA Today? He's, he's a bright guy. I like yes. him. Where'd you hear him? Uh, he has podcasts. Does he? With USA, Joe Schroeder, who I've, I've had uh, on Jimmy B. And you TC. just had him a yeah. couple of weeks ago, right? And write, wrote a great story on the wave from over in Kinnick. His uh, son also was in a children's hospital right when he was born. So mm. kind of a touching moment there. But they were talking just about that. Um, Ohio State, here's the path, and it's not that crazy. Buckeyes back in. Mm. We shall see. We'll talk to Tim Griffin coming up next. Frank Schwab in the first hour as well. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. And then Scott Miller, little MLB hot stove. Your twins, that's what it was. Ah, with the Japanese player? Well, that and and you Darvish. Yes. Jake Arrieta, potentially. Uh, I think they want Darvish more than Arietta, but yep. the fact that the Twins are in, even in a hot stove conversation when it comes to writing a check and bringing over a marquee free agent, 
tells you that maybe they're doing things a little differently in the Twin Cities. The poll lads, well, they can't take it with them. And, well, that's uh, true. And the, well, there's a lot of them with their hands out. Mm-hmm. Time to open up that bankroll a little bit. Yeah, I was very encouraged. I thought of you the first thing I saw. That went, wow, the Twins are maybe spending money on a marquee free agent, maybe. front of the rotation starter. That's what they need. That's what they need. Make Irvin number two. Things are looking a little bit better. That would go a long way. We'll take a time out. Trent and I are here noon to two, Monday through Friday. Every Monday through Friday. Well, this week we have football on Friday. We do. Van Meter. Van Meter game. Against Iowa City Regina, who's won six of the last seven 1A titles. Maybe not the best Regina. So we will have on 1700 with you at the the mic, Mm -hmm. the 1A and the 4A championship games. Double dip. One, uh, 11, 11 a.m. for Van Meter, mm-hmm. and uh, go till about one thirty, two o'clock, and we'll keep you covered until 2 o'clock, and then 7 till 10 with Dowling Catholic against Iowa City West. I should pop over to Iowa City. Got two Iowa City teams going, too. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, might as well. Well, take a time out. Tim Griffin next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Conn and myself with you every Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. Choosing the right mortgage lender involves much more than just a rate. Quicken Loans has earned 11 J.D. Power Awards for client satisfaction. And we invented Rocket Mortgage, a simpler, hassle-free way to get a mortgage completely online. No one else has anything like it. So choose Quicken Loans, America's number one online lender. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. Hey, what's up? Rooster emoji here. If you're speeding or driving aggressively on the road, take it from me, you're getting too cocky. Slow down and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Are you ready to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch? Look no further. Central Iowa Vapors has you covered. Every single one of our employees has once been in your shoes. Central Iowa Vapors is running a huge Black Friday sale with unbelievably low prices and amazing doorbusters. Stop by Central Iowa Vapors on Black Friday at 9 a.m. to throw the cigarettes away and make the switch for as low as $15.95. Central Iowa Vapors proudly serves Iowa with eight convenient locations. Visit iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children one heart and one child at a time through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. 
Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358. 1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back to the program. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself taking you up until 2 o'clock, working on Tim Griffin, diehards.com. Uh, scheduled to join us at uh, 1220. Fingers crossed that, uh, that he will. Um, I, I spent some time looking into Sean Snyder's resume last Oh, okay. Night. Yeah. Because I'm still convinced that, that Bill Snyder's, it, it, it's him and Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. They're most likely on on their way out. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, um, as we've said on the sidelines, Snyder doesn't look good. He's never been an OC, never been a defensive coordinator. Um, the former associate AD at Iowa, I can't think of his name, Gary, uh, the new AD there. Um, um, Gary what? Is it Gary? Isn't it Gary? Anyways, you, the new AD at K-State. Former North Dakota State. Yes, and yep. and, and, and came here, um, worked under Barta. Oh, God. Have, anyways, um, he's, he's in a difficult spot, Trent, is my point. Yes. J- just the fact that... You know, Gene he, Taylor. Gene Taylor, thank you. That he's got a legacy coach that is going to, unfortunately for him... Make him either side with Snyder and his family, or uh, go against them, if you will, and go outside and try and find somebody. So we we shall see. Uh, it's it's not going to be busy, busy, however it ends, but it's going to end sooner rather than later. Uh, the Big Twelve this week, it's a uh, it, it's another. We're getting closer to the playoff, right? We're getting closer to the championship game. All of these games matter. Oklahoma's got no wiggle room if they're going to find a way into it. And I think tonight we'll probably hear their name, I would say, two or three. Let's get Tim Griffin in here, uh, diehards.com. He joins us to talk Big 12. Uh, Tim, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, Tim Griffin? Hey, pretty good. How are you doing, man? Doing fine. We're just talking about Sean Snyder and his resume uh, I don't know how much longer Bill Snyder is going to go. Trent and I spent some time yesterday talking about the Big 12 and the Big 10 and with the coaching changes that are inevitable to happen all over college football, trying to, you know, trying to forecast who might be uh, on that list of 
uh, help wanted uh, at Big 12 schools. Do you think that this is it for Snyder? And how difficult is it going to be for Gene Taylor to, because Bill's made it very clear, he wants his son to take his gig once he does decide to step away. Is Sean Snyder a cinch to get this job? Or how? Uh, where do you think they're going to go? Or do you think Bill Snyder's coming back for another year? You know, first of all, I think you raise a very interesting point when you look at Bill's age and everything like that. But, you know, I could tell I watched that game when they played West Virginia last weekend, and there was a controversial miss kick by Matthew McGrain, who hardly ever misses at all. And uh, it was a close kick. It would have been a pivotal kick that would have given him a chance to have one possession. But the referee ruled that he missed a kick, and Bill Snyder hardly even threw a tantrum on the sideline. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it's it struck me as very, very strange for a college coach to almost take a call like that with resignation, particularly somebody with the chops of Bill Snyder. Heck, he's the only guy in the College Football Hall of Fame who's still roaming the sideline. But it's, it's going to be interesting to see who does replace him. Only uh, there are factions around Kansas State who would like to see them make a clean break mm-hmm. and maybe go out and get somebody new. But at the same time, some alumni will say, well, we did that the last time with Ron Prince, and look what it got us. So, you know, I'll tell you a name to keep an eye on if it does play, because there there is a a big segment that probably thinks that Sean Snyder might not be ready Mm -hmm. for that job. Keep an eye. What happens to Brett Bielema with, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, at Arkansas? He uh, – uh, is forced to leave that job. Wouldn't that be a handy place for him to bounce to, the fact he's got background at Kansas yep. State? Uh, it would be a sizzle hire for Kansas State, probably somebody better than they, they, they would be able to get. Uh, sometimes those coaches on the rebound, you're taking a chance with it. But I don't know. It, it, that's a name that has kind of intrigued me if that job does come over. But, but yes, I, you know, it just seemed like to me that Bill Snyder was kind of going through the motions on the sideline last Saturday. When you look at the Big 12 as a whole, as we get ready for tonight, Oklahoma with the inside track, certainly a playoff team. It looks like a top four team at the very least. As you go into tonight, though, is it just Oklahoma, don't stub your toe against West Virginia, and then that Big 12 title game? We've seen it in the past in the old configuration of 12 teams, how much it's hurt them. doesn't seem like the inevitable Oklahoma will be there and then get knocked off in that championship game. You know, it's interesting, Trent, you don't mention Kansas this weekend. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I think for probably very good reason. It, uh, that should be kind of a cakewalk. And, you know, the, the way in watching Oklahoma play last week, they could have named their number against a pretty good TCU team. They got up on them 38-14 to 14 and really kind of called the dogs off in the second half. And, you know, the thing that's been most impressive about them to me over the course of the season and it was a slump when they played Iowa State because they had a couple of guys get hurt, a couple of big playmakers. Abdul Adams went down and C.D. Adams or C.D. Lamb went down during the course of the game. And that was about as ordinary as Baker Mayfield has looked all year. I think a lot of it had to do with Iowa State's defense and how they were playing him. But they didn't have confidence in their skill position people. But over the last seven or eight weeks, and particularly the last three or four, they've got a cast of characters, I think, that rivals anybody in college football. The Kent Anderson uh, emerging. He went for 100 uh, rushing and 100 passing last year. There's only been three guys in the history of the school that have done that. Mixon last year, and here's an old one, oldie but goodie for us. And he, uh, Steve Sewell was the oh, other one that sure. did it back in the 80s. But, uh, and, and, you know, they've got wide receivers coming left and right. Lamb, uh, Marquise Brown has come up. Uh, Trey, Trey Sermon is a running back from here in the Atlanta area. 
who was really hot. He was the, the go-to guy against Ohio State, and he's hardly had a chance to play. And then they've got the kid, Dimitri Flowers, who kind of excels in that fullback, tight end kind of position that Rapowski played for and others they've had over the course. And that guy's got eight touchdowns. So they can hit you a lot of different ways. And then you add on top of that, that offensive line. I think this is, you know, this might be one of the great offenses in the history of the Big 12 in a, in a league that's had a lot of good ones. And, and, you know, and Baker Mayfield, I think, is playing right now about as well as any quarterback we've ever seen in this conference. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. He's fun to watch, Tim. What would be the best championship game when the, the Big 12 finally gets their championship back? Um, you know, like Trent, you, you fear that Oklahoma is going to stub their toe and, and, the, and they're going to be left out of the playoff. The conference is going to be left out of the playoff. I want to see Bedlam again. I would be okay with that game. I'm not sure I want to see TCU-Oklahoma part two. Would you, would you sign right now for, for a uh, renewal of Bedlam? You know, Kenny, that's exactly right. I think what really makes that intriguing, that would be the first time those two teams ever played twice in the same season during the course of a rivalry that spans back in the 1900s or so, I think. So I think that they played them about as well as anybody in the Big 12 did. Um, a lot of people up in Oklahoma State are, are still harping about that fumble caller in the game mm-hmm. where they you know, they could have gone up 14 and nothing on them early. And then on top of that, they lost James Washington for most of the second half, uh, their best receiver. So there, there were some extenuating circumstances, but, you know, excuses are like noses. Everybody's got one. Right. Uh, but it's a, you know I, I do think that Oklahoma State's offensive ability gives them the best chance in the shootout to compete with Oklahoma. The only thing I fear though right now is Oklahoma's defense is really starting to play well. They they played their best game of the year against TCU last week, and the best half I've seen of them in a couple of years. And man, you know it was funny. I, I look at a lot of tweets and a lot of things fans say. You didn't hear many people complain about Mike Stoops on hmm. Saturday night like it has been in the last five or six weeks around there. So, I, like you said, I think Oklahoma, Oklahoma State would be an intriguing matchup. It would be uh, aesthetically maybe the best game to watch. And, you know, the cool thing, too, about it, this is going to kick off the day as well. It's going to be the early morning kickoff. Uh, and I guess the old reporter in me doesn't necessarily <laughs> mind mind them playing early like that. So that'll be cool to have it from that standpoint and see. Uh, but, I, you know, like you said, if Oklahoma goes out and runs the table, I think they're going to be in the, the college football playoffs. Yeah, I don't think there's anything about that. You know, you mentioned James Washington. Tim, he wasn't himself uh, in Ames this past week. He uh, uh, he couldn't, uh, no separation, couldn't go down the field. So he he's still nowhere near 100%. I think he wore a boot all week leading up to that game in Ames, which leads me to an Iowa State question, Tim. I mean, two weeks ago, Probably should have beat West Virginia. I watched the mm-hmm. game, felt, kind of felt that, you know what, the, the losing team was the best team on the field that day. So close to Oklahoma State. They got their uh, up eight, that, uh, that jump ball at the end. Um, the, Matt Campbell's got his team already bowl eligible, still Baylor and K-State to play, Tim. I think it's one of the more, uh, more remarkable stories in college football, let alone the Big 12 this year. I, th- I think you're exactly right, and I think it will really catapult Matt into some National Coach of the Year honors, particularly if they win the last two games. I think that's kind of critical to put a bowl on it. I think Joe Lanning will be getting some national honors, maybe All-America team kind of stuff as well. Uh, and, and they just have really, really surprised me. What, what, a, uh, what a great story it's been. And, you know, we talked back in, in after uh, Dallas in, in July. Yep. I thought this team would struggle to win four or five games. And so what they've been able to do has really been impressive, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, though, if the, if the quarterback isn't ready to come back how much of a, a negative, although the, the young kid really looked good on Saturday, I thought, when he went out and mm-hmm. played. Uh, 
But you know what? It is a great story, and and uh, I guess uh, they they likely would be going where to Orlando, maybe, or or maybe to to Memphis. Uh, I guess any bowl trip is great. Uh, Matt Campbell will take uh, the fifteen extra practices wherever he uh, has to go play those games. I, I would think, though, too, that the people down my hometown in San Antonio would really be intrigued yes. to see Iowa State come along because uh, I think that that's a, that's a kind of football that really travels. It's, uh, they always have gravitated toward the, the stories of teams that have been able to go out and, uh, you know, develop and have a great uh, season of unexpected. Uh, they've, they've done that a couple times. And I know they've got their eye on Washington State as well. What a great matchup Oof. they'd be with, between Iowa State and Washington State. Mike Leach there back in his old stomping grounds. For, he probably would complain about not being paid by Texas Tech about 100 times during the course down there. <laughs> hey, last thing here for you, Tim, before we let you run. Uh, Iowa State has Baylor this weekend. You look at the record, 1-9. and nine. Getting better. Matt Rule, it's a rebuilding project. You know, how long is it going to take him to get them back up and, and running at least at a bowl-eligible level? I think that'll probably be a good two-year process, and it's really – strange how the the wheels have fallen off on that program um they've been hurt just massive injuries that they lost another couple of wide receivers today uh Pooh strickland's one of them who's been a big player for him he's not gonna be able to play uh, lost another kid he's gonna have uh, uh surgery and they might even just redshirt in 2018 but i do like the young quarterback charlie brewer he uh has got a certain swagger and he's got the baylor kind of arm that you would expect there uh, he made a couple of mistakes in, in the game against Texas Tech that w- was a difference. But he didn't go out and throw for 419 yards and, and came close to breaking the freshman record of that school that was held by Jared Stidham uh, going back away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you look at it from that standpoint, that's a program that I think they've, they've, they've got too many good coaches with NFL experience. They've got a, a David Reagan, uh, a guy from the, the San Antonio area who was a big high school coach in the area, I think, really beef up their Texas recruiting. So I think they will get back, but it's kind of, you know, I've always said like a scale for them to be good. Some other teams have to be bad. And, you know, you, you would have to think that maybe Texas would stay down a little bit or TCU might drop to the pack some or whatever, because there's only so many wins to go around. But uh, it, it is a process. I, I, I've had a chance to, to deal with rules some this season. Uh, I, I'm impressed with what he's done. I'm impressed that really the team hadn't quit on him during that course of a 1-9 and nine season. I think better days are ahead, but it will be a growing process, and I think it's going to be at least two years, if not more. Well, hopefully those better days don't start until at least next week, Tim Griffin. Got the Phillies <laughs> out of there with win seven. Tim, great to catch up with you. Happy holiday. Happy Thanksgiving coming up, and we'll, uh, we'll chat prior to the bowl season beginning. Thank you, Tim Griffin. Diehards.com for all you Big 12 fans out there, for all you college football fans out there. You, they've got you covered. Thanks, Tim. Hey, Ken, thanks for having me on. We'll see you later. All right, buddy. Take care. Tim Griffin uh, joining us to talk Big 12. We, Always enjoy the conversations with Tim's Tim. A, Tim's a savant. Yeah. He covered the Big 12 for a long, long time. Uh, one of my favorite resources to go to. Uh, so is Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports. We'll pick his brain on the NFL. John Miller at 120. Scott Miller at 140. They're not related. Uh, we'll talk uh, MLB Hot Stove with Scott Miller at 20 minutes before the hour at 2. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday, noon to 2, talking local sports with you on 1700 KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness, give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. 152 pulse-pounding games, 340 blasts of the goal horn as Puck met net, and 880,000 fans who visited Wells Fargo Arena to cheer on the team. For four seasons, we've called Des Moines home. So as we celebrate five years strong, Iowa Wild is proud to say, hockey lives here. Join us Friday at 7 for another $2 beer night. Come early and get one of 1,500 Iowa Wild five-year commemorative bucks by donating to the Salvation Army. Visit iowawild.com for more info. Hockey lives here. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com credit. That's Indeed.com credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. At the Home Depot, we take pros seriously, and we take care of business together. With the brand names Pros Trust, we'll set you up for success and put the best savings on the shelves, like the Makita Lithium-Ion 7 Tool Cordless Kit, a special buy at $399, the lowest price of the year. Now's the time to load up and get everything you need for your next big job. Pro Black Friday, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Prices valid November 13th through 29th. Available in-store and online while supplies last. This holiday season, he went to Jared because getting her a blender just didn't sound right. Her ideal gift is waiting at Jared, the Le'Veon Collection. Jared has more exclusive Le'Veon pieces than any other jewelry store in the world. And from November 16th through the 26th, visit Jared.com and you'll receive $100 off any Le'Veon purchase. Sound good? That's why he went to Jared. Some exclusions apply. See Jared.com for details. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is your local animal shelter. When you give to the ARL, you're providing much-needed care, shelter, and love to Iowa's animals who have nowhere else to turn. This holiday season, consider giving to animals who want nothing more than to find their forever home. The need is now. The need is local. Please donate today at givearl.org. That's give. ARL.org. 
Thank you. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100 Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Bellagio. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. KBGG, thanks to Tim Griffin, DieHards.com, talking a little Big 12. Uh, time for some NFL conversation. Uh, he writes at the shutdown corner, which is part of YahooSports.com. Uh, he covers the NFL and Frank Schwab, a badger. So I guess, Trent, we should probably let him gloat a little bit. All right. Uh, Frank, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Your badgers look like a playoff team. If last week is in the indicator, there was question marks going into it. Wow, they whooped the Hawkeyes. How are you, Frank? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, uh, you know, maybe they're not doing it in the conventional put up 50 points a game way that college football is used to, but the same team that scored 55 in Ohio State couldn't get a first down last yeah. week. So, yeah, that the defense is legit. Jonathan Taylor's mm-hmm. legit. I just, their schedule's not legit. That's the only problem. But, hey, you went out, you see what happens. I mean, at that point, you'd have. You know, wins over Iowa, Michigan, and Ohio State in three of your last four games. So, you're hey, that, that, that's not a bad deal. Nope, you're in, and you'll probably play the number one team, whoever that may be, which may be Alabama. But just yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk, yeah, we wouldn't talk about what would happen in that game. <laughs> no, when we talk that week, I'll just bring up NFL. <laughs> Take it easy on you. Hey, Frank, uh, speaking of the NFL, uh, I, I didn't know this. I just saw your piece. I want to get into NFL on the field. But being, you know, as close to the Twin Cities as we are, if uh, I think there's – there's central Iowa residents going to find their way up to the Twin Cities, uh, maybe to a Super Bowl. This might be as easy to get to. But if you do get there and you're staying in a hotel overnight and t- j- thinking about jumping on the transit, uh, the workers are maybe going to shut down the Twin Cities to s- with a strike on Super Bowl week. Bus drivers, light rail operators, man, talk about uh, a monkey wrench. Yikes. <laughs> that would get messy. My assumption is... is- Hey, they have a negotiating tool, right? You know, everybody everybody knows Minneapolis wants to put their best foot forward for the Super Bowl. So I think it'll get done. I, it's hard for me to imagine that, you know, there can't come to some agreement here. But, yes, when you get that many people, well, I've been to, I think, four Super Bowls. And they're, they're just a madhouse, except for New York, which, which was strangely just, it was like a, a normal event in the city. Uh, yeah, it was weird because it's so big. But. Yes, I mean if you if you don't have your public transportation uh, ducks in a row, you you are going to have some uh, gridlock there for sure. 
Well, sticking with the uh, Minnesota and sticking with the Vikings, 7-2. and two, Nice win early on against the Saints. It certainly looks better now than it did at the time. But Stephon Diggs has been digged up. They lost Dalvin Cook. They lost Sam Bradford. The offensive line's been better. But where would they be right now with that, without Adam Thielen? Yeah, he, he's been a fantastic player. He was last year, too. And, you know, we're all, at least me, I'll, I'll put myself in this, we're all a little slow to fully credit a guy when he comes from that kind of undrafted, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he, he, he came from Mankato, I believe. I, you know, it's not the kind of guy you could just say, wow, here's a superstar, because, you know, his humble beginnings. So I was probably slow. I was probably slow to come around on, uh, uh, you know, uh, on how good he was, but he's been fantastic. And you know what? Mike Zimmer deserves a, deserves some mention for coach of the year. How many teams look, look, Sean McVay has been great. And I think I vote for him. And I, I think most people will, but Sean McVay had a very good quarterback. He has not dealt with much adversity. Mike Zimmer has dealt with losing basically your top two quarterbacks. Cause Teddy's still out. You're, you know, you're, you're going to Case Keenum, who's a journeyman. He's played great. I think Coach Jasner's credit for that. You lose Dalvin Cook, who you built your offense around. No problem at all. You keep rolling. I, I just think this is a, it's a very well coached team. And you know, I, I there, there are some reasons to pick at them and to wonder if you know a, a Case Keenum, Jerick McKinnon backfield could take you very far in the playoffs. But it's a, it, it, it is a pretty good team, and, and defense is going to keep them most games and. They're going to win the North. I don't see any way around that. No, I, I'm with you. It's a fun team to watch. And, uh, look, I'm not going to go as far as to say they'll be the first uh, team home team uh, in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, but, look, they, they could. Some work to do. Frank, is one of the big stories from this past week the seemingly players making a mockery out of the concussion protocol, which was very important to, to the team owners, to the league, and to the NFLPA. Russell Wilson on Thursday night made a mockery of it. Jacoby Brissett this past weekend. There was one other that was blatant as well. But concussion protocol, which on the surface was long overdue, and it seems like at least it's a step in the right direction. If the players aren't going to abide by it, what chance does it have of succeeding? Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's 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 hard for me. You know, the players have talked about, oh, wow, the NFL misled us to our concussions, and that's true. all that stuff they're saying is true, but it also rings hollow when you see Russell Wilson basically just do a lap around the sideline and get back into the game. Like, that's him. That's, you know, I... That's on Russell Wilson. Yes, the NFL, the Seahawks, they deserve blame for that as well, for allowing that to happen. But the players have to want this to happen as well. We have to get out of this culture where, you know, concussions are no big deal. I'll just shake it off and get back out there. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to get past that. So, yeah. And then but then you see, you know, Philip Rivers came into the came into the mm-hmm. office on Monday and said, hey, I'm having symptoms. <laughs> so, you know, that Miles Garrett, the same way. He did that earlier this year, number one pick from Cleveland. So there are – look, the NFL's trying. I, I, for all the, the things the NFL did wrong with this, I do believe, honestly, they want to make the game safe for less concussions. And they, they don't want concussions. It's a bad look for them. It's bad, period. But the players have to – you know, this has to be a partnership. And, you know, players uh, – Part of this too, and I'm getting, you know, I'm kind of rambling, but part of this too, in a big picture, is there's not guaranteed money in the NFL. There's no guaranteed base salaries. So, like Russell Wilson can do whatever. Philip Rivers is a good example. Philip Rivers could come into the office on Monday and say, "I'm having concussion problems." If he misses 
a couple games, no big deal. He's Philip Rivers. He's you know, but the guy in the end of the roster, if you're the 53rd guy and you're just trying to hang on and and, and stay in the league, mm-hmm. are you gonna come in on Monday and tell him you got concussion symptoms? Because you know, you might get cut and and your salary's not guaranteed. And all of a sudden you're back in, you know, you're trying to get back in the league as a fringe guy. So I, I think there's, there's a, it's still an ongoing thing. It's a, it's going to be a constant battle with the NFL trying to, you know, and the players just trying to get this right. And it's, it's a long, it's going to take long because the culture is there where we players don't want to admit to it. Frank, uh, that happened in Thursday night football last week. We saw Doug Baldwin go down. We saw Sherman tear his Achilles. Already Ben Roethlisberger this week is coming out and, and saying how awful, I think he said, miserable Thursday night football games are. Are we going to get to the point where they figure out a better way for these games? Because three days in between is just not enough when you're talking about these behemoths going up against each other. Yeah, it's never been good. And you can see it in the level of play. I, I, you know, I just, I've never liked it. And I love NFL football. I love watching. I love the theory of having an extra window of NFL football. But you can't expect guys to get ready in three days. And the health, you know, the health stuff aside, which is obvious. I mean, we all know when you can't recover from the last game of this game, you're putting yourself at bigger risk of injury, of course. But it's the the level of play where you're coming in with a playbook that's 25% of what you usually use because it's got to be basic because you have no time to practice. It just leads to bad games, and I'm fine getting rid of it. You know, cynically, and I've heard this put out there before, you wonder if the NFL is keeping it around as a concession to the union and the next CBA talks. Like, Mm. oh, okay, we'll give you back. We'll give you back. See, if there's night football, nobody likes that, but we're not giving any guaranteed salaries. You know what I mean? Uh, That's negotiating, and you wonder cynically if that's happening. And I, I just I don't know. I, I've just never. I've never been a big fan of it. I, I think it needs to go away. I don't know if we're any closer because the NFL. Hey, they they do make a ton of money off Thursday night football, so we'll see. Mm, Frank Schwab, Yahoo Sports, is our guest. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show, seventeen hundred KBGG. Jerry Jones, Roger Goodell seem to be uh, going to a whole other level. Jerry Jones getting some of his fellow owners involved. It was uh, icy, I guess, prior with the, with Blank and Jones prior to the Falcons and the Cowboys this past weekend. Uh, two owners, I mean, owners usually at least at some point cross paths and converse, and uh, that didn't seem to be the case this week. Now it's come out that apparently there is a clause that the owners can remove Jerry Jones if he's detrimental mental to the league which seems absolutely uh, preposterous on the surface but Jerry Jones and Roger Goodell um, not not getting along and he is the most powerful owner of all the 32 owners how's this going to play out yeah he really is he's the, I think he's more powerful I think he's the most powerful man in the NFL he's not the most powerful owner he's the most powerful man in the NFL no, I can see that so it's it's not something Jerry that Roger Goodell wanted he didn't want to make an enemy out of out of Roger, uh, out of Jerry Jones, and that, and he he did with these. This all guy. Look, Jerry Jones can say whatever he wants. It's impossible for me to believe this is not related to the Ezekiel Elliott suspension. Sure. It's just impossible. This is Roger saying, "You you disobeyed me, basically. Now I'm going to get my pound of flesh." And and I think that Jerry, look, Jerry's the most media savvy owner there is. He, he knows where the cameras are. He knows what he's saying. He's he may give off the you know Arkansas bumpkin routine, but he is so savvy. And I think Jerry knew that he wasn't stopping this train. He knew he knows Goodell extension is going to happen. But now, by drafting his letter to the owners, which he knew was going to get get out there eventually, he has basically turned the narrative on Goodell from 
the owners are all behind him. Because that's what, even during the Ray Rice debacle, all the owners lined up to, they never criticized him. They never, they were solid. They, Roger Goodell's our guy. That's not the case anymore. So now Roger Goodell goes into the rest of his time as commissioner, and we're all going to have that question of, well, which owners are with him and which ones aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, he doesn't have that unanimous support anymore. So I think Jerry Jones, being the sharp guy he is, he knew he wasn't going to, I don't think he really, truly thought he was going to stop this. But I think what he knew he could do was basically drag Goodell down to his level and drag him through the mud a little bit. And I think he succeeded in that because now look look what we're talking about yep. for Roger Goodell versus where we were a couple of months ago. Last thing, Frank, uh, the Giants offering up some support of their embattled head coach, Ben McAdoo. My question for you, how do I get a job working for the Mara family? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get what that I, – I, I think the Giants – they like to portray a certain image, like the Steelers do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has been – I looked this up. Other than Ray Handley, who was just a debacle, the last coach for the Giants last – fewer than four seasons was 1979. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they – you know, they're like the Steelers where they like to portray this. We're a solid organization, doesn't like a fire coach as midseason. But I wonder, you know, yeah, it's not fun to fire a coach midseason. But you know what's even worse? having the players play out a string where they don't want to play for the coach anymore. They're laying down every week. They're not playing hard. I think that affects your younger players when they're in that kind of environment for half of a season. What, what good does it do to keep Ben McAdoo around? Everybody knows he's getting fired at this point. There's, there's no way he's coming back next year. Other than uh, even winning, winning out, I, I don't know if he comes back. But uh, what good does it do to keep him around just so you can keep this – this, uh, you know, uh, reputation of not firing a coach midseason because I, I think it's just damaging your locker room, and I think just make the move. Just do it. I, I don't know why why anybody's fooling around here. Ben McAdoo's not going to be back next year. Just do it now. Get it over with. Yep, Janoris Jenkins. I don't know if you saw the come on man last night. He didn't, he didn't even try. He didn't even try. Frank, great yeah. stuff. Right. We'll catch up with you next week. Thank you, Frank Schwab, yahoosports.com. We'll talk to you then. Appreciate it. See you, Frank. Frank Schwab joining us talking NFL. Time out. We'll come back. John Miller at 120 on the Hawkeye. Scott Miller on MLB Hot Stove at 140. Trent Conner and myself on the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry.
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Worry less with Liberty Mutual Insurance. So your son got home safe last night? Tom said he had a flat tire. Yeah, he was out past curfew and got stuck on Route 1, but Liberty Mutual went out and took care of it for him. Liberty did what? Yeah, a flat jump or toe. It's no problem no matter where or when with their roadside assistance. What was he doing out so late anyway? Getting himself grounded for a month. <laughs> Visit us online to get a quote. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Optional 24-hour roadside assistance coverage. Coverage is underwritten by Liberty Mutual Insurance Company. The IRS doesn't mess around. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. If you owe back taxes, call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Don't delay. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-364-9188. 800-364-9188. Optima Tax Relief. You've heard of the Brick Street Market and Cafe, Highway 65 and Bondurant right behind the Casey's. Come out and see these people Tuesday, November 14th from 6 to 8 for their annual Taste of Christmas. Come see the Brick Street Market at their best. Live holiday music for your shopping pleasure. All kinds of free samples like Grandma Jenny's French Silk Pie. Free samples throughout the store. Try the best hot cocoa you'll ever have. You'll get the recipe for it too. Come and see them. The Brick Street Market and Cafe, Tuesday, November 14th for their Taste of Christmas. Pre-order for your holiday needs and they are the best meat market in town. Cookie trays, pies, cakes. The Brick Street Market and Cafe will have it all for you on Tuesday, November 14th for their annual Taste of Christmas from 6 to 8. When you arrive, ask about the $10 off coupon. They have great employment opportunities too. They're looking for a line cook, someone to work in the deli, a server in the meat department. The Brick Street Market and Cafe. It's the taste of Christmas from 6 to 8 Tuesday. We'll see you there. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support